Today's staff is daf Tess in Sota, as we learned for Elias the Shama of Baruch ben Avram David Smith, whose yard site is today. Um, we're up to the word Aini, uh, the last word, and about halfway down on daf Tess and Olive, the last word on the line. Gemara just discussed how Rabchin of our Papa said, Kosh does not pay back a nation until he's ready to get rid of them entirely. At that point, he pays them back when he's ready to destroy them entirely. And he doesn't do it in stages. Aini says, Gemara, is that the case of Amoravah? Shoshikos is Amoravah from Mitzrayim. The three cups that were said by Mitzrayim by the Sarah Mashkim, there, there were three cups. The cups are uh, indicative of calamity that's going to befall a nation. Lama, what are the three for? Moshe, one that was drunk in the days of Moshe when he uh, took revenge on Mitzrayim. One later on when Nebuchadnezzar took over from uh, the handicapped Paro. One that it's going to drink eventually, you know, it's a drink, drink from the cup of calamity later on with its allies in the future. So it's Mashmah that Hashem doesn't pay them back uh, all at one time with one Makkah, because Imcha Vasem means it's going to be destroyed at the time of Mashiach. Rashi says, Mashiach, they weren't knocked off entirely. So what does that mean? Is that Hashem only pays back a bad nation in one shot when he's ready to destroy them. You see, he gives them back in stages here too. Maybe you'll tell me that the real Egyptians of old, like we know, they're not here anymore. Those, Hashem really destroyed the old Egyptian people. Today, we have New people here. Today we know for sure because today the uh, the Arabs who inhabit Egypt are not the uh, not the people that was there at the time of Moshe Rabbeinu, but at the time of the Gemara, maybe they the Gemara wasn't sure. Maybe the old Egyptians are gone and this is a new people that came in. But Tanya Belin Yehuda said, Rabbi Yehuda said, the Tana said that there. I have a friend who's an Egyptian gear. And uh, he held himself to be from the original Egyptians. Among the Tamidim of Akiva, I had a friend called Minyamin, who was a Ger Mitzri. He knew the halachas, and he said, I'm a Mitzri, meaning I'm an Egyptian who's converted. I'm the first one who's converted. And I married someone similar to me, an Egyptian because uh, a mystery is not allowed to come into the Jewish people until three generations have passed. So the first generation can marry a first generation Gare. In other words, what is this? He's a Gare, he's a Jew, but he's really an Egyptian who was Megayer, and he's not allowed to marry regular Jews. He can marry another mystery, that's what he did. My son, who's a Shani, who's a Shani, a second generation Egyptian Gare, he can marry somebody similar to him. They say, Ben Minisa, my grandchild, my grandchild will be a third generation Egyptian gear, and he can marry any Jewish person. That's what I want to do. But you see, he held himself to be an Egyptian, which the Torah said, a Mitzri Adom can only be, Mitzri Adom can only come in in the third generation. So he held himself to be from the original Egyptians. Now, we don't hold it to be the Gemara over there says it, but that's not the case, that that disagreed with this Minyamin. And said that no, uh, those aren't the Sancherif had already come up and mixed them all up, and those aren't the real Egyptians anymore. And that's how we hold, but that's what Minyam and Held Man Digmar says. So you see, maybe that Hashem didn't destroy all of Egypt at that time. Eli Yitmar, Yitmar. Yeah. By this time, was it three generations long past? 
Generations. By the time we're directly accused of No, no, no. We don't mean three generations from the time of the story of Egypt. Right. We mean from the time that they were here. <coughs> the, the time somebody was Megayer, somebody was Megayer. If you had an Egyptian today who knew that he was from the original Egyptians, from Aro and all that, and he, he wanted to convert three generations, three generations of his, fa- his own family, of his own family, he has to convert his kid. then his kids it would be second generation, but who could he marry? He could only marry somebody like him. Through this, if he married somebody who was a second or third generation, he could. He could marry somebody like that. He probably could marry another gear, but the kids would still be like the worst of the two. So, you know, so his kids would still, his kids would still only be a second generation. If he, if he married a second generation, his kids would only be second generation. So he said his kids will be second generation. If his kid married also a second generation, then the next kid will be, next one will be a third generation. They're considered Jews for, for every and every other. Halachically, they're, they're a ger, a ger, like a ger, a ger. A mamza can marry a ger. A ger is a Jew, but he's not kahal Hashem. He's not kahal Hashem. So uh, a regular ger is not kahal Hashem, but his children are kahal Hashem. But a mitzri needs three generations to be, to- to be totally, so he can ma- marry anybody in the Jewish people. All right, so Eliot Marhachim. So therefore, we see that Rav Chinabar Papa, who apparently said that Hashem only pays back a nation when he killed, when he knocks him out entirely, here is not the case. We know that we just we're learning the story. We're in Pesach now, right? We know the story. Shem took revenge on the Egyptians, and yet uh, they didn't all die apparently, because there's many still around, and Hashem's going to take them eventually, eventually get rid of all of them. Now maybe it's not the case today in Tufshin Pei Gimel, but it's certainly the time of the Gemara. It, it was it was in question. said this. Hashem only pays back the king. Yeah, the Egyptian people may still be around. They may be somewhere. We don't know, right? Probably not, but maybe they're still around. But the king is gone. Until he destroys the pasuk we mentioned the other day. In measure, when you send them away, that's when you contend with them. That's when you fight them. Amemer. I'm God, I have never changed. I have not destroyed you. I didn't change or I didn't repeat. I am God. I haven't destroyed a nation and repeated to them. I didn't destroy and then repeat it again. Meaning, because he took care of all of them at one shot time. But you, Jewish people, I've never destroyed you. My arrows, I will consume, I will finish with them. I might have shot arrows at the Jewish people. My arrows are gone, but I haven't destroyed them all. The Jewish people will still continue to exist uh, forever and ever. That's what he means. So he says, that uh, another Amemer learned that he said, Rav Chenopa, also a little bit problematic, he says, I've never destroyed a nation. I've never uh, repeatedly destroyed a nation. But because, why? Because he got rid of them all at one shot. But that doesn't work necessarily with Egypt, as we mentioned before. Omar of Amnuna. Hashem doesn't pay back a person until his measure is fulfilled. Meaning he has patience. He lets it build up little by little. Shenemar, Bimlos, Sipko. <laughs> when it's all the, when the the uh, the measure or the supply is full, when the when the uh, when this when the supply of bad deeds, let's say, when, that a person gathers up, 
is full, then Yatsolo, then Hashem will be Mitzar, and then Hashem will trouble him. The Torah, the troubles will come at that point. The Torah, the uh, troubles will come to the person when when he uh, when his when all his uh, his supply of bad deeds is is fulfilled. Meaning Hashem waits. Hashem has patience. Doesn't pay him back right away for each and every little thing. He waits till it's complete. Papa. says let the uh, let the righteous uh, rejoice in God. For those who are straight, the upright people, it is praiseworthy. It's enough. It's nice. It's very pretty. It's nice to praiseworthy to to sing praise to Hashem. It's pleasant and pleasing to sing praise to Hashem. Don't read it as as praise is good. Is is nice. Ella What does that mean? Neve means the place, the the dwelling. Right, the abode is pleasant. What does it mean? Zem Moshe David. Moshe and David are unique together in what sense? They both built base Amigdash. Moshe built the Mishkan. David built the base Amigdash, or it's at least reckoned to him. Right, he prepared it. Zem Moshe David. Shalosh Sholtusaneim Masayim. That their enemies who destroyed, maybe took them, took down, did not have any pleasure from from that which they built. And obviously, the enemies who destroyed the base Amigdash. Did not have any pleasure from the Shloshot to say, but they they did not rule over what Moshe and David built. David the Siv, Tavu Barat Sharel, the gates of the base of Igdash were sunken into the ground. Moshe, the Amr Mar, because we, we learned the following commission, Migdash Rishon, when the first Migdash was built, Nignas Oamoy. Nignas Oamoy, meaning the Oamoy, the original Mishkan that Moshe had built, was stored away. Crush of the boards, cross of the hooks, brich of the uh, the bars, Amudav, the pillars, Adonav, the sockets, everything was stored away. In other words, the Goyim, who eventually ruled over us, did not have any pleasure from uh, from the uh, the abodes materials. that the materials, but of the abode that Moshe and David had built. From any of the materials that went into the abode that Moshe, the abodes that Moshe and David built. That's what we mean by Ranan Sadikim Hashem, Laisharim Navei For those who were upright, Navei their 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 abode was praiseworthy in that nobody was able to have enough of them. Where are the uh, the Mishkan of of, uh, of Moshe? All the boards and the hooks and the pillars and all that stuff. Where is it? It's under the cavities of the Hechel. That's where it's all buried. So right, presumably in Yerushalayim, all this stuff is buried. You know, like many many layers down below uh, under the base of Mikdash. Back to Arish of the Sota. We got off on this. Why? Because we learned. The Misha said that the way the Midah and the measure that a person does think that's how he's paid back. Hashem pays back Midah connected Midah. doesn't mean we're allowed to take revenge. It means that Hashem knows how to take revenge. So we started talking about the Sota. She made herself pretty. Therefore, we make her repulsive. She did this. We, we do the same thing to her. And then we got off on the idea of the measure. Hashem pays back in the same measure. And that's how we got on to the discussion about the measures on here in Daf Tesamarawa. So Tara bought three lines from the bottom of, of Tesamarawa. Sota Nasnaina Misha in Roy. She she set her eyes upon somebody who is not fit for her, meaning the adulterer. Misha in Roy. Masha Bikshalanid, what she wanted. She wanted the adulterer. She can't have him anymore. Once she's determined to be a Sota, if uh, you know, if if, if she's determined Sota, she can't marry the adulterer. Well, Masha Biotra and her husband, which she had, not going better. It's taken away from her. That's what we're going to see here. She called no saint. 
if you set your eyes upon something which is not yours, you desire and you try to take something which is not yours, what you want is not given to you, and what you have is taken away from you too. You get you wind up with nothing. The chaim seen in the same time to think by nachash akamoni, the nachash back embraces. He wanted chava. He wanted to kill Adam and take chava for a wife. What he what he wanted was not given to him. And what was in his hand, they took away. What was taken away? I said he was going to be the king. Not, not that the lion was going to be the king of the animals. I said that the nachash was going to be the king. Rashi says, He was the most cunning of all the animals. He was going to be the king of the jungle. Right, but that's what he—that's what Hashem said. He could have been the king of the jungle. Now, after he tried to take away Chava, now he's the most cursed of all the animals. from all the animals in the field. I said he will walk with a erect posture, like like people. You know, he's going to be stand up tall. Now he's going to walk on his belly. He's going to crawl on his belly. I said he will he will have the uh, the food he will eat, um, what's fit for humans. Now he's going to eat dirt. Who am I? said, He said, I'm going to kill Adam. Now I'm going to put enmity, and it'll always be, you know, man and snakes don't get along, right? There'll always be enmity between them. We find the same thing by all these other people in, in our history. Who all desired something that wasn't theirs, and what what they wanted they didn't get, and what they had was taken away. The Kayan, the Korach Kayan, wanted his uh, Hevel's uh, a twin sister, uh, and he wanted to kill Hevel. The Korach wanted the Kuna, which wasn't his. Bilam wanted the money, lost the money too. As we saw, when he came to collect, they took it away. You got to get prepaid. He didn't get prepaid when he came to collect. You know what's usual? The contract is you know half now and half later. When he went to get the other half, they killed him. Right. All these people wanted to take away the malucha, wanted to take what, what wasn't theirs, right? Vigechazi uh, wanted the money, Vavsholom, Vadaniyov, Vaziyov, All these people wanted something which wasn't theirs. Shenasnoi name, Vamashainishalom, which wasn't fit for them. Rashi goes on to more details. Mashabikshalom, Nikma, and what they wanted wasn't given to them. And what they had was taken away. That the the sota biera chizchila baveira. In other words, the avera started the bia started with um, uh, the the, um, the adultery started at the thigh. That's where the uh, the where the beginning where the where's the neshikas of avarim, and um, so that that is what biera chizchila. Uh, that was why that was cursed first. Not immediately. Where do we know this? That the uh, her curse comes for the thigh first, and then afterwards for her belly. Not immediately. It says. They say Hashem as you no fellas, because Pasik says when Hashem makes your thigh fall apart, and your belly will swell. I've it says afterwards with sub sabitna. First it, it says afterwards when when she drinks the water, her belly will swell first, but enough and then her thigh will fall off. When she gets cursed, she gets cursed first from the thigh because that's where the Abeira started. So she's cursed, and they said that the thigh will get cursed first, and then the belly. Like but when the water actually um, <coughs> checks her and uh, examines her to see if she committed adultery or not, and finds that she did commit adultery, it checks. It comes down. In other words, when you drink the water, 
goes through the mouth and first goes through the belly before it reaches the thighs. So kibotki baten beresha b'hariyerach b'klolo b'hariyerach. Period. So, in other words, the pasuk says when it talks about the sota, it says, "Well, her first it says v'sheshem Hashem will make your thigh fall out and then your belly." And then the Gemara says, what do you mean? But it says, when she actually drinks the water first, her belly swells and then the thigh. But when she was cursed, she was cursed uh, first from, from the uh, thigh. So the Gemara Bekvalonomics said, even by the curse also says afterwards, that your belly will swell and then your thigh will fall apart. The answer is, that's when the coin is letting her know. The coin lets her know, the original curse, she's cursed by the thigh, first the thigh, then the Belly, because that's the way the Avera took place. When the water comes down her system, goes through her digestive system, it first makes her belly swell and then a thigh, because that's the order in which gravity pulls down the water. But why? But by the curse also, the coin, the coin says, last of us, that's the coin tells her that's what's going to happen to Betan Beresha. But if the, but the, her original curse was the thighs curse first, then the, then the swelling of the belly. But what actually happens is the belly swells first. And the coin tells her that's going to happen also. The Mola coin, the Bet Maimarm. So you shouldn't think that the Maimarm isn't working. You know, we'll say if he tells her, if the coin tells her your thigh first and then the, the belly, so when her belly swells first, to say, see, it's not the, it's due to it's due to the cholent that the she ate. It's not, the it's not the, the, end. the end result is the same. Yes, yes, yes. But they but when when if, if he tells her that your thigh is going to fall out first, yeah. and then your belly, and then her belly swells first, she'll say it's the chone, it's not the maimara. You understand? She's so you don't go to die. But what? what did yeah, no. Well, people no. People are watching her, and people are seeing her, and they don't. It might take That's a amazing. few. It might take a while first, and she right. says nothing in my thighs. My stomach though is bloated and swelling, and they'll say it's the chone. It's the chone indigestion. Right. So they're telling you, telling you no. You should know that you know you're cursed first from the thigh. But the water is going to check the way gravity works. Shimshin, Now here also we said that we said that the sota went uh, after her eyes, right? And all these things. This happens where she went after eyes and she went after the wrong person and she lost her husband too. Shimshin also, Shimshin, who was a great shofet and, and saved the Jewish people from the Plishtim, but also his downfall also came. Shimshin he went after his eyes. Therefore, the the Plishtim. Uh, to, uh, put his eyes out. They put out his eyes. Avshalom, also in this he took great pride in his beautiful hair. Therefore, when he got hung, he got hung from his hair. Because he slept with the ten concubines of his father. Therefore, he was also, when they killed him, they put ten spears in him. They surrounded him, the ten people. And they all speared him. Because he stole the three Genevas, uh, or the three Lubavas, the three hearts, as we'll see, Lebav, if he stole his father's heart, Lebezin, the heart of Bezin, Lebe Yisrael, as we'll see, Shinemar, Igna, Basham, Lebe, Anche Yisrael, and he, you know, he stole his father's heart, too. And therefore, he was also. Uh, um, he was all, he was also um, uh, smitten with three darts. They, they, he was plugged with three darts. They put three darts in him. He took three darts in his hand, three daggers. And, they, and he stuck them in his heart, in the heart of Avshalom. And the same thing we're going to see for good. Uh, the rest of today, we're going to discuss Shimshon. But we're tomorrow, tomorrow's staff will begin to talk about for good also. Shem pays back for good also. 
in Yanatoba. Miriam and Tina Moshe Shah, she waited for Moshe long, one long time, not exactly an hour, means she waited for a long time. She stood after they put him in the water in his basket. She stood from far away. Waited for her seven days when she was a, when she was a mitzorat. Waited for her seven days before they traveled the midbar in the desert. They, they did nation didn't travel until Miriam was gathered in. Was gathered in. Yosef Yosef did a great thing. He buried his father and he took it upon himself to do, even though there were there were other brothers also. But he led the groups. He was the greatest among them. He was the ruler of Egypt. Yosef. He went up. Where they went with him, but you know, chariots and horsemen. Uh, in other words, he he, even though he was the greatest person at the time, Yosef was the greatest ruler, was the ruler and greater than all his brothers at that time. He took it upon himself to bury his father. And therefore, because he did that, he was Ocha that the greatest person at that time would bury him. So Moshe, Moshe buried Yosef. Right? He said, Moshe Zochabasmos Yosef. And because Moshe did that, he buried Yosef. He didn't bury him. He dealt with the bones and he took his bones up and he buried him. Yes, he buried him. Yeah, not the first time, but he buried him the second time. He took the bones up. Moshe Zachabatz Moshe Yosef because he. Oh, no, no, but he but he was. Zachabatz Moshe, right, correct. Okay, he didn't bury him literally himself, but he took the bones up. So he took the bones up. Moshe Zachabatz Moshe. So again, Moshe was Osef with the bones of Yosef, correct? He didn't he didn't literally bury him in there, right? Moshe Zachabatz Yosef, Amy Israel got him menu, and there was nobody greater than who's greater than Moshe? Nobody. Moshe took up the bones of Yosef, as we just said. Moshe, who's greater than Moshe? himself was Osek in Moshe's burial. Buried him in the valley. Lo al Moshe b'lvad amru. Not only Moshe, el kol sadikim. That Hashem is osek, osek with the burial of all the sadikim. Shneimer v'halach l'fanav tzidkecha. Your righteousness will go before you. For Hashem yasvecha. The honor of God will will gather you in. And the Tosfos Yontavir explains that. He, what do you mean by that? It means that of course, Moshe was great. Was the greatest person among the Jewish people, and only God buried him. Nobody else was osek in his burial. All other tzaddikim, obviously, people bury them, but Hashem is also involved in their burial. Because, but that's what he Pasuk says that, and the Gemara says over here that that uh, not only Moshe, but all the tzaddikim, Hashem is osik in the burial of all of them. Even though obviously he is aided by people here on the ground, whereas by Moshe, only God buried him, nobody else. Tanarabanan, Shimshon bein of Marad, Shimshon rebelled with his eyes. Shemar b'yom Shimshon elav of osakachli, take her from me. Because she is upright in my eyes. In other words, he took a liking to her. Because he followed his eyes and not his heart. I mean, his parents told him, can't find a nice Jewish girl. That's what it says. He couldn't find a nice Jewish girl. He had to take some of the But this is all God's plan. Even though we'll see that was God's plan, but he still went. It was his choice to follow his eyes, to follow his desire. His desire. And because of that, Hashem had this whole plan that the Jews would be freed from the Plishim. His parents didn't realize, in other words, parents, parents want him to marry a nice Jewish girl. 
And his parents didn't realize because it was all Kimi Hashem. It was all determined by God. So what do you mean? He followed his eyes. Hashem planned the whole thing. He also Mia, He followed his eyes. Meaning, even though, of course, he had free choice, he went after, after his eyes. Meaning, of course, it was God's plan. But God didn't force him to take a, a plishti girl, which was going to lead to the whole story of him destroying the uh, plishtimen and freeing the Jews of their uh, of their dominion. It wasn't uh, that. It was his choice, but it was all part of God's plan. Tanya, just like just like Parwin and, and etc. They had free choice, but uh, but it was part of God's plan. Tanya, Rabbi Yometchilas Kokula Ba'aza. He originally original his original part of his downfall was in Aza. That's when he started to go bad. Therefore, he was smitten. He went to Aza. Therefore, he was smitten in Aza. They took him down to Aza. Says he went to Timna. And Rashi says over here that that thing by Hashem Isha Mabdos pushed him. Vatita this took place before that Nasa. So why do you mean to say that that uh, he was uh, that his um, his kilkul vichalakabaza his official kilkul was in Timna? Basically, Mars says that his beginning of his kilkul was in Nasa. Why he did Timna wasn't so bad. There he took it for a wife. Whereas in Nasa he went it was Nus. So that was the beginning of his kilkul was in it was Nasa. Even though Timna took place first, but there he got married. Uh, that wasn't as bad as uh, doing it this nus. He loved this woman in Her name was Even if her name was not called her name was befitting of her. Even if she, if, even if that was not her name, um, she was fit to be called the Lila. Why? Because Dildulas she weakened the strength. she weakened his heart. she weakened his. Um, his actions. Eventually, you know, when she took away his strength, when he had his hair cut off, she saw then that he really had revealed his, what was in his heart to her. He told her the truth. Now, until then, he had only done good things for the Jewish people, and now his shechina left him. He left, left him and left his strength, and his strength left him. He didn't know that God had left him. But now we said the Pasik says that she saw that he had told her all that was in his heart, meaning that she had that he had revealed all his secrets to her. How did she know? You could tell when somebody's telling the truth. You could tell because it, it made sense. All Rashi says he put she put it all together. Um, she saw that that uh, that he that he, all of a sudden when he told her all these little fibs on the way and she saw that it wasn't true. But now she saw why was his hair so long and he never drank any wine. Now she realized that now when he told her about being a nazir made sense that she didn't cut his hair and he didn't drink wine. It made sense. This this fit in. It made common. It made sense. His story now fit in with the facts. He was gone. So he says, Nicodemus, she knew the Lomapic Shem Shemamathal. He would never say God's name in vain. Even though Omer Nazir, once he said, I'm a Nazir of God, and he mentioned God's name, Omer Hashtavari Kushta, all the other things here, we were just giving me a story. But now I know that he's finally telling me the truth. Kushta Komar. When she pressed him with words, 
of these Vatayla Tzu, and she urged him. My Vatayla Tzu, she convinced him. How did she convince him? She kept she kept pressing him and and trying to get the truth out of him. What, what was what did his strength emanate from? Amar Biyasak, the Rabbi Retzer from the from the school of Rabbi said, very Rami from the school of Ramami. Bishask Marbia at the time that he was climaxing during Bia she detached herself from him. In other words, she made him very, she got him frustrated so much so, she urged him this way that he would tell her the truth. So now go, it goes back in time a little bit. The Pesukim here about Shimshon go back and forth when when his mother was pregnant with him. Be careful, don't drink, don't drink any strong drink. Don't eat anything which is impure. My cold tame, what do you mean cold tame? What do you mean? Shouldn't anything? She was a fine Jewish woman, his mother. So what do you mean? Until now, she was eating uh, non-kosher food. Again, from the school of Rami said, she, he meant to say that, you, that even while he was pregnant, while she was going to be pregnant with him, she wasn't allowed to eat anything that a nazar couldn't eat. Maybe he was a nazar, from his mother's belly, he was already a nazar. That's what he meant to say that don't drink any wine, don't drink anything. That another can even things like mistress of even not just wine but even great products anything like that. When uh, when uh, Shimshon had done a great job later on, and but he uh, he had just he was very thirsty. He was out in the desert. And he had nothing to He had nothing to drink, and he thought he was going to die of uh, thirst. The donkey's jawbone with which he had killed a thousand of goyim, Hashem split it open. Asher Belechi in the in the the hollow space in the jawbone he split it open and in that socket in that space Hashem split it open and water came out and he was able to drink. again. Who Eva He wanted something which was tame, right? Meaning the non-Jewish woman. Therefore, his life became dependent on a davar the jawbone of the donkey. So again, back going back and forth. When Shimshon became started to become the the shofate in Bnei Yisrael, the show among the shoftim, uh, the spirit of God began. The, uh, the the prophecy of Yaakov uh, took effect now. He done he done the done from the tribe of which from uh, Shimshon came. Will be like a serpent on the road, be a big powerful. The Pasuk went on, What does that mean to move in the in the camp of Dan? That the Shina was was ringing in front of Shimshon like a bell. Uh, a bell and, and a pomegranate among the uh, of the Kohen Gadol. So, so you see over here that the it's like a bell. It was like a bell ringing in front of him. The the spirit of God was in front of Shim, of Shimshon. Bein sorrow, bein eshtoel. That completes the pasuk. Vatochel ruach Hashem, the palm of Machne Don. Bein sorrow, bein eshtoel. Am Ravasi. Sarv eshtoel shnei harim dolim hayu. They were two big mountains. Vakran Shimshon, Shimshon uprooted the two mountains. Vatochlan zevazen ground them one to another. Vuhu yochelo shiyas Israel. And pasuk goes on back again, back in the beginning, and he will begin to be the savior of Israel. From the Philistines, Amra Chama Brachanina, Puchal Shvuaso Shel Avimelech. It says, "Who Yochel, Who Yochel Lo Shisrael?" Again, the literal translation is, "He will begin to save Bnei Yisrael." But Eloshin also is like Lo Lo Sachel Lo Yachel Dvaro. Don't break your word. Puchal Shvuaso Shel Avimelech. 
Avimelech Shvua has now been broken, has now been uh, um, voided. Why? The Sivit says, He made a deal with Abram. Don't lie to me and don't, and we'll, we'll have a pact between us. Don't lie to me and to my, and to my uh, children, etc., to my progeny. And now what's happened? Now, because the Philistines uh, were, uh, had dominion and uh, were not nice, let's say, to the Jewish people, they enslaved them. So the, the deal is broken. The shvu is off, all bets are off, and now we can, we can uh, fight back. And he grew up by Hashem, Hashem blessed him. Hashem blessed him in his physique, meaning basically in his aver. It was a regular size, but he had a tremendous urge for Bia, and it was like a flowing river. And that 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 strength that he had gave him a tremendous passion for these for the Philistine women. And but that caused him to be involved with the Philistim, and eventually uh, he overcame them. After they took out his eyes and he was weakened now, said, Remember me, at least give me strength one more time. And I will take one big revenge uh, for, for my two eyes that they blotted out. We'll push him from the push him. In other words, even though he had lost his hair and lost his strength and lost his eyes, he prayed to God to give him strength one final time that he could take revenge on them. Amarab. Amar Shimshon said before God, remember, remember the 20 years, Shishapati Israel. Remember the 20 years that I gave, 20 good years of my life that I uh, I judged by Israel and I defended them. I never told one of them, I never asked anybody for any help, did everything myself. Now it goes back again. He, um, he captured uh, 300 foxes. And uh, why, why is he, why, what's the business about foxes? Uh, let, let the animal who goes back, he doesn't run away. When you capture him, he doesn't continue to run away, but he goes around in circles and goes, backs up. But and let him pay back with them. He, he, uh, let, pay, let these three animals come. I'm going to use these animals. Go back and I will pay back the plishtim that went back on their vow, right? They went back on their vow not to uh, hurt the Jewish people. So I'm going to, I'm going to take uh, revenge on them. Uh, I'm going to use them. Uh, I'm going to use the foxes to, to revenge the, uh, to avenge the Jewish people and take revenge on the plishtim. Between his shoulders, he was such a giant that Shishimam was 60 amos just between shoulder to shoulder. He slept until midnight. He got up at midnight. And he grabbed, he took the doors of the gates of the city. And he carried them up with the bar, with the bar that closed him. He put them on his shoulders. The doors of Aza, they were not less than 60 amas. So if he put them on his shoulders, that means that his shoulders were also 60 amas. And he was grinding in the jail. When they had him in jail, he was grinding. What do you mean, what do you mean by grinding? It's a nice lushan for basically for Bia, that he was uh, having Bia with in, in the in the jail. What do, you, what do we mean by that? We'll explain it. My wife will, will grind with somebody else. What does that mean? While he was in jail and they saw that he was such a giant, 
everybody wanted to have children who were also big, big physiques and big, strong people. So every, all these goyim brought their wives to Shimshon, the Beis Asurim, Kadeshit to Sarpmenu, so that they should become impregnated from Shimshon. They used them basically for studying purposes, like a horse, you know. They should just they use them for that. That's what people say. the Shasi Hamra, the one who the person who drinks uh drinks wine, Hamra, give him wine. Kame Rafuka, the one who works the land, you know, was like a farmer, works with the vegetables. Uh Rafika put Kame Rafuka. Graded the bullet, put vegetables, a basket of fish, vegetables in front of him. In other words, this is what this guy is good at. You know, he's uh, if you, you, you know, the guy who drinks wine, give him wine. The guy who eats vegetables, give him vegetables. The guy who's good with this, that's what you give him. I'm Rabbi Yochanan, call Mazana, call Mazana, whoever is Mazana, whoever uh, uh, commits adultery, Ishto Mazana saw his wife, and as if he cheats on his wife, his wife will also cheat on him. Shinemar, in the Fatalibi, if my heart will be enticed, Alisha. And I'll lie in wait by the door of my neighbor. And as I go after my neighbor's wife, my wife will also uh, be ground by somebody else. Uh, and other people will bow, will, will, you know, will bow down on her, so to speak. Gary and Botsina are both pumpkins. One's the big one, one's the little one. In other words, if he's in the big pumpkin, she's in the small pumpkins. The idea is that they're both in the same idea that if he commits, a, if he is an adulterer, she will also be an adulteress. No, we're just telling you, I'm just telling you that, he's just telling you that if you do that, that's it's not a, so it could be a punishment. It could just be that that's how things work. No, 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 he's not, not making her a zone. He's just saying that if you cheat on your wife, she'll also cheat. He's just telling you that that's how things are. If somebody was if he's Mazana, he shall cheat on you. like their father in heaven, like Hashem. He also Shinamar. In other words, he had this terrible passion that he was that uh, that he was blessed with, but he also was a great tzaddik, right? He judged him, he judged him like Abinifram Shinamar. Don Yadin Amo, Don will judge his nation, Ke'achad. Right, Kachad means like Hashem, who's like Achad, Kiyachido Shalolam, the Mishpah Vitzedek. That's what he's going to judge him probably. And this refers to Shimshon, was from the tribe of Dom. Shimshon al Shmo Shal Kadosh was actually called by God's name, the name of Shimshon Shinemar. Kishemesh Umoga in Hashem Elikim. Hashem is like the sun and a um, and a shield, Magain, Hashem Elikim. So Shimshon, you can see in the word Shimshon, is like the Shemesh Umagain, like Shimshon. Is like an abbreviation for Hashem Shumagain. If that's the case, then Shimshon's, the name Shimshon is like the name of God, and you shouldn't be able to blot out its name. It's like, it's like the God's name. It doesn't mean it's God's name, but it's like God's name. Just like Hashem protects the whole world, just like Hashem uh, shields the whole entire world, Shimshon also uh, protects and uh, and, and the Doro in his generation. Obviously, he's not in other generations, but he just Hashem protects the world in all generations. So same thing. Shimshon also protected uh, Ben Israel in his generation. Bilam Chiger. This is also probably best because of the name, uh, because of the uh, author. Rabbi Yochan said this. Rabbi Yochan said another thing. 
right? Bilam was a lame in one foot, Shnemar Bayelach Shepi, and Shepi's a lotion of lame, a broad, you know, with a, a bad foot. Shimshon, Chigar Bishtei Raglav. Shimshon, despite his great strength, or this, even though I mean, obviously he had great strength, was able to do all these things, but he was actually lame in both legs. Bayelach Shimshon, Chigar Bishtei Raglav, Hayashin Emar, Shvifon Alei Ruach. When we talk about Don, right? He done, he done, um, like a little animal, uh, right? On the path, but Shvifan is like a double Shefi. Shefi is lame in one leg. Shvifan is, uh, was lame in two legs. So even though he was lame in two legs, he still had this tremendous power and was able to do everything that he did through his life, a tremendous uh, life. All right, so here, uh, this is where uh, the podcast for tomorrow's Daf Daf Yud will pick up from here, which we already put up the other day, Erev Yantif. Uh, we'll pick up near. And on Sunday, Mirzashem, at the same time, 5.15, throughout Chalamoy, we'll learn at 5.15, we'll pick it up on Dafyur Aleph, about 12, 13, 14 lines down, when we begin to talk about the good. Somebody who does good, Miriam waited for Moshe, we waited for her. Um, uh, what were the other ones mentioned? You know, Yosef, uh, Yosef, um, Yosef uh, buried his father, so therefore he was buried by Moshe. Moshe buried Yosef, or took his bones up, as he said, took part in the burial, and therefore Hashem uh, buried him. We'll pick that up on Mir Shem on Sunday um, at 5.15. Moedim Shabbat Shalom